I'm Tolani Obayano. Welcome to Once Upon a Dreamer. You're listening to episode 15. This is a podcast about dreams, dreamers, and everything in between. If you're keen on living life fully and authentically, if you desire to exist in the spaces where your truest dreams are reality, you're in the right place. So we've made it again to another penultimate episode of another season, episode 15, which is the seventh episode of season two. Thank you for being here. As always, I've really enjoyed this season. In many ways, I felt emboldened just coming here to talk about fear, my fears, my vulnerabilities, my experiences, and just being open. I've been so overjoyed to learn that a lot of you have walked this journey with me, exploring your own fears and dealing with them, facing them, not running away from them. So well done. I can imagine how intense the journey has been, even in this season of Once Upon a Dreamer. This week, I would like us to explore our friendships. In many ways, this is a bit similar to episode four of this podcast, where we talked about positioning and dreams. And how the environments we find ourselves in have a lot to do with the fulfillment of the dream. In episode 13 of this podcast, I remember sharing about how we should pray for God to show us the people that we're meant to journey with. Yeah, so in this week's episode, I I want us to take a closer look at that. Because in many ways, our friendships, our relationships have a lot to do with how we handle fear, even in fulfilling our dreams. If we have friends that are also filled with fear, um, that also want to play it safe for whatever reason, even though those reasons might be reasonable, if we thrive in those type of friendships or if we sustain friendships without trying to push them to be more, it's very likely that we would play tall and not become everything that God says we should be. In investigating these friendships, the major framework would be that of vulnerability. A lot of us have friendships where we can't really show up in truth, where we have to come packaged, where we have to come with a ready smile, with a good word, with a word of encouragement quickly, with, oh, I went through something, but I'm good now, even when you're not yet all right, because you know that those spaces can't handle the weight of your true experiences. And I'm not saying all friendships have to carry everything that you're dealing with. There are moments when people also need room to deal with whatever else it is that they're dealing with in their lives. But we can't thrive in spaces where vulnerability is an abomination, where the people that claim to love you the most shy away from dealing with the real issues that you face in your life and they face in their lives. There are many times you come all vulnerable, but people keep their things to themselves because, well, they're okay with hearing yours, but maybe they don't trust you enough to share theirs or they don't trust themselves enough or how you would end up seeing them in that moment of weakness or that flawed moment. So they show you their best face. And one-sided vulnerability isn't vulnerability at all. So first of all, before we go into any major one, two, three steps, Vulnerability is key 
can we look at how vulnerable we are in our friendships? Think of all the friendships in your life. This is not to condemn a friendship. This could be to inspire you to revisit your friendships and have conversation with your friends. Can we look at these friendships and audit the level of vulnerability in them? With the people you call friends, are you free to show up in all your mess, in all your fear, in all your cluelessness? Does showing up this way make you appear as less in their eyes? Do you get despised when you share a mistake, when you share a flaw? Do they encourage you, correct you from a place of love, but still honor you? Or because you have shared those moments of weakness, is there a drop in the level of respect in that relationship? Many times we get sentimental saying, I've known this person since I was a child or 20 years or this person did this and that for me. And that's all good. You can have relationships that are not deep and close. You can appreciate people without them necessarily being your nearest and dearest. But now when it comes to people that hold space for you, especially when you can't walk this journey alone, do you have friends that you can show up in rawness with and know that it's safe? That's the foundation of vulnerability. That's the core of this question. Even if we don't, it's something we can pray about and say, okay, Lord, please show me my friends. Show me the people you have brought into my life. Show me those who, even though we're not at that place yet, would be willing to venture deeper and come in truth and nakedness. A bit of a disclaimer here. It's not everywhere that you go showing yourself at this level of vulnerability, because it can be really tricky. Like I said, if you show up in spaces that can't handle that level of rawness and don't have the maturity for it, it's possible that you would leave that space being mocked, being despised, having things being said behind your back. But as everything on here in Once Upon a Dreamer, we trust God to give us direction, to know people's hearts, to discern people's hearts, to discern who is right for us in each season to show us the soil to plant our seed of friendship in, especially when it comes to our inner circle. So now that we've dealt with the vulnerability question, I have three points that could help you assess or inspire you to grow your friendship from one level to the next. Interestingly, to come up with these points, I had to talk with one of my closest friends ever. And as we discussed, we, we broke it down. How did we even become this close? What are the things that have defined all our friendships? Um, and these points are things that if you look across friendships, even in the Bible, in real life, even with family, you see this common thread for the three points. First of all, matching value systems. Secondly, open communication, pure, vulnerable. Thirdly, availability. These three are a common thread in, in checking for those who should be in your inner circle, those who could be, because it's possible that maybe you've grown up in settings that vulnerability was frowned upon, but you and your friends are willing to take the plunge and go deeper, like I said. So first of all, with matching value systems, right? Especially when it comes to overcoming fear. 
Imagine being afraid to take a job, but you know that this is something that fulfills your dreams. You know that in spite of the fear, you're going to move forward and be courageous. But then you have a friend who feels once you have one job, you can stay there for 20 years while you're trying to rock the boat. When you have conversations with this friend about your fears and your desire to move forward, instead of that person adding to the encouragement for you to push forward, that person will tell you every reason why it's better to stick with the status quo. I'm not saying people telling you to stick with the status quo is a bad thing, but I'm talking about the value system disposition here. If every time you want to plunge forward, that person's response is to stay still. How do you expect to progress in everything that God has called you to? If every time you seem to make progress and step forward, that person makes you feel like you're leaving them behind. Oh, now you're too big for your boots. You've forgotten us now because your name is all over the place. That could be a friendship that doesn't need to be in the inner circle. Because beyond the fears you're already dealing with, pushing the obstacles that try to block you, now every time you want to do anything, you would wonder how that person sees you. You will wonder if you've become a bad friend because you're taking this project and you're traveling so much or because you just want to sit at home and work on something and not come out and make noise or whatever it is that's in that dynamic. It would be another obstacle that you really don't need because you could also have someone in your inner circle that says, let's do this together. If we need to stay up all night together studying for this thing, I will be there with you. Matching value systems, open communication. It's not that you will show up in vulnerability and then this person will show up all perfect, listening to you, air your dirty laundry and all of that, then go away feeling superior or feeling like they're not ready to speak out. Some people are afraid of vulnerability and you can encourage your friends to come up in that space because if we are acting drama, that's a very common Nigerian term, when we're being hypocritical, when we're wearing masks, and showing up that way, there's no true friendship. It's just a facade. And what's the point? And what's the point? You can be by yourself and just be naked if facades are what we call friendships. But it's in openness that we can air our failures and have someone pray with us. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another. Where there's no vulnerability, how do we even share that we are afraid? How do you share about your fears? And then someone would tell you that, oh, I was afraid once upon a time and I went so low too at that point in time, but this is how I got up. If the other person is too ashamed to tell you of the time they failed too, where do we start from? This is a major reason I've decided to be vulnerable on this podcast. I know vulnerability is one of the scariest things for people. It's even scary for me, but I'm like, what's the point of hiding and covering these things up. I know I'm not the only one that goes through it. And if I have to be the one to start speaking about it, I'm sure I know I'm not the only one speaking though. But if speaking about it makes another person feel less alone, I would speak out loud to God's glory. So open communication. The third one is availability. You can have the same value systems. You can communicate as openly as anything. But then if you are not available for each other, how do you even share? How do your values rub off on each other if you're not in priority in that person's life and vice versa? The friendship is more or less non-existent. So these three things have to align 
just for proper friendship. And it's in proper friendships where you can bring your fears to the table, where you can share what's on your heart, where you can share your struggles, that you realize that the fears that seem to encompass us are not as big as they once seemed. I'm remembering the story of Elijah and his servant. And the servant was so afraid because it was war and this army had encompassed them. And the prophet prayed in that moment, Lord, open his eyes to see that they that are with us are more than they that are with them. And God opened his eyes and he saw chariots of fire on the mountaintops surrounding them. And the fear disappeared. In this case, it was a master and a servant relationship, but still a relationship. And this happens in friendships too. Thinking of David and Jonathan. Thinking of Mary and Elizabeth. When Mary found out that she was with child miraculously, and Elizabeth too was in that same situation, in their vulnerability, the baby in Elizabeth's womb kicked. And she encouraged Mary, blessing her. The friendships we have in availability in vulnerability, in shared value systems are important. Sometimes we feel depleted because we've placed people in our inner circle that are just occupying space, that are not invested in everything you are also becoming. Maybe you're extremely invested in the other sense, but they are not invested. And it's not wrong for people to not have the strength to be invested, but for you to Walk this life alone, having a facade of people around you is also a deception to yourself because you can't do this alone. This doesn't mean you throw away people that can't be there for you. You can pray for them. You can be there for them in the way you can be, but also know that you need those who can be there for you. And in admitting that you can't walk in this alone, you will lean on these friendships too. Ultimately, Ultimately, our friend is God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. You will never walk alone. I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. In moments when you can't look even to anybody around you, even when you have all the people around you, he's the one that hears that thing on your heart before you've even had it on your heart. That's friendship. That's the friendship that sticks closer than a brother, the friendship that's the closest to your core. It's inseparable from your core. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ Jesus. Show me your friends. I hope that when you show me your friends, you show me Jesus as the number one. And then you show me people who are really there matching in value, in vulnerability, and in availability. For this week's verse, Psalms 139 verses 1 to 5. Lord, you have examined me and you know me. You know everything I do. From far away, you understand all my thoughts. You see me whether I'm working or resting. You know all my actions. Even before I speak, you already know what I will say. You are all around me on every side. You protect me with your power. Thank you for listening in on this week's episode of Once Upon a Dreamer. Be sure to check out our Telegram channel and be a part of our interactive community. As always, you can find me at Tolaniobayan on Instagram and on Twitter and online at tolaniobayan.com. Also, I'll be making a major announcement in the final episode of this season next week, God willing. So stay tuned. Till next time.
never stop dreaming. <laughs>